Welcome to the latest episode of El Paso Talks, where the voices of El Paso are heard. Now let's welcome today's host. Good Sun City Day, El Pasoans, and welcome to this episode of the DMB Podcast. I am your host, Delirious Montañas Barrios, commonly known as DMB with a B, like Bravo. And in today's episode, we will be discussing several comments made by a fellow podcaster and the beginning of my political journey. My ultimate goal on every single episode is to be authentic, transparent, honest, and real by expressing my own views and opinions. Nobody else's, but my own. Today, we're gonna try something different. We're gonna try a freelance session, but I have made a couple of bullet points so I can stay on track. To begin with, let's talk about, about our fellow podcaster, former city council member, Ms. Claudia Rodriguez. In my opinion, in my personal opinion, I never saw Ms. Rodriguez as a leader, but I saw her as a follower. It's kind of like very um, bizarre to me that I have gone to several city council meetings and I have spoken on very, very critical, important issues regarding our constituents, but she didn't really know who I was or what I stand for. One of the comments that she made was about Mr. Judge Ricardo Samaniego. Um, and I can tell you, I have to agree with her in where she said that he was not in agreement, and he actually told our city mayor, Mr. Leeser, that he needed to declare El Paso as a state of emergency. You know, Ms. Claudia Rodriguez was a city council member for one term. And if I'm not mistaken, she was elected in 2020 and she was out in 2023. So city council representative serves a period of four years and she didn't even serve the four years. But let's go to something else. Um, I spent 21 years working as a federal agent for Department of Homeland Security, specifically for Customs and Border Protection. So I think that I have a little bit more leeway, education, training, experience, and boots on the ground that Ms. Claudia Rodriguez regarding immigration in our city. That's to start. Number two, the federal funding that the city got from FEMA was actually to support the lodging, the food, the basic needs of immigrants that had sponsors in the United States. So I'm pretty sure that nobody pocketed that money. I'm pretty sure that, yes, some businesses took advantage of it, some contracting agencies took advantage of it, but I am sure that the money that they requested from the federal government was used for what it was intended to. There's something else that she stated that I really didn't appreciate it. I do not appreciate the, the words mob, and I do not appreciate the words invasion. That's the reason because our tragedy in our city happened in August the 3rd, 2019. We need to start learning that words have meaning. And once 
those words out of our mouth, you cannot take them back. Going to another thing. In my opinion, I was not wrong at all in the opinion that I have of the arena. And talking about the language, I want to actually read the proposition from 2012 to you all, both in English and in Spanish, and you decide for yourself. The proposition reads, Museum, Cultural, Performing Arts, and liber Library Facilities. The issuance of 228,250,000 general obligation funds for museums, cultural, multi-purpose performing arts, and entertainment and library facilities improvements, including new children's museum, cultural heritage center, and interactive digital wall. Now let's read it in Spanish. Propuesta. Museo Cultural, Bellas Artes y Biblioteca. La emisión de 228.250.000 de bonos de obligación general para mejoras a museos culturales, instalaciones, multiusos de bellas artes y espectáculos y bibliotecas, comprendiendo nuevo museo para niños, centro de patrimonio cultural y muro digital interactivo. So there was nothing wrong with that language. What was wrong was the interpretation of city council members and city mayor trying to build an arena that was not needed in our community, was not voted on by our voters, and somebody tried to make money out of that project. So next. If the Texas Supreme Court will have approved an arena, I am pretty sure that the city will have not pulled back last month. Thank God that, that all of that is done. Now, they conducted a feasibility study of 800,000 and that's ridiculous. Those are taxpayers' funds. The hybrid project. The hybrid project was not going to be an arena and the City of El Paso have plenty of locations that they can use to fit all those patrons for a multi-purpose center. Now that we finished talking about what my fellow postcaster spoke, let's go into the beginning of my political journey. So um, since I was a child, I never really thought about politics. And as a matter of fact, my parents used to say, D, you need to watch news, you need to know what's going on in the world. But I, like any other teenager, just wanted to be around my friends and having a great time, you know, partying and enjoying life. So I didn't. Now looking back, I regret it. So as a child, as a teenager, and even in the university, I never had any aspirations of becoming anything in the political arena. Now, one of my uncles is still currently a prison chair in Puerto Rico. My uncle, which happens to be my godfather, he was high in the Lions Club. Uh, in law enforcement, my dad was in law enforcement. I have two uncles and I have a cousin in the field. Then at Customs and Border Protection, whenever I started seeing all the injustices that were happening to our force, I wanted to join 
the political arena as a city council member, but there were no elections. So Congress came about in 2020, and actually 2022, and I decided to run. I never thought in a million years that I was going to get elected for Congress. My goal at the time was to put my name on the ballot, get name recognition, and start getting El Paso to get to know who DMB is. I do not have any background in political field except the background from my uncles and my cousins. Other than that, I am a public servant that has been in the fields that we need right now to be able to get our country back on track. So whenever Congress had Beto O'Rourke, in my opinion, he never did anything for our community. I went to his office several times, I filed several congressional inquiries, and I never got a response from his office. Then Escobar, Congresswoman Escobar got elected, and then she neglected and deredicted her duty in El Paso. A lot of these elected officials, they actually get into office, they go to Washington, D.C., and they forget where they come from, okay? So one of my goals whenever I ran for Congress was kind of like to wake up Veronica Escobar and say, hey, you're not doing your job. Because in my opinion, she was sitting very comfortably in her position, making her thousands of dollars for her retirement, and she was not working for our constituents. So I lost the primaries, so big deal. I didn't cry, I wasn't mad. I lost about $25,000, but you know what? I don't regret it. It was a great experience. I met a lot of great individuals in the community and that's I, and I accomplished my goal. Then I ran for city council um, because the position was open. And again, I wanted my name on the ballot. I wanted El Paso to continue to see my name, name recognition. Never in a million years I thought that it was that I was going to beat Mr. Brian Kennedy, which actually got the position and I endorsed him after I lost against him. Now, I didn't agree with everything that Brian was bringing to the table, but you know what? I have a great relationship with Brian Kennedy and I know that anything that I say, that doesn't mean that he's going to do it, but at least I know that he's going to consider it and he's very approachable. And, and that's what I want out of a city council member. Now, I got attacked many times because people say that I didn't have a political background. Well, let me tell you, I was a voter registered. I took the training with Representative Lina Ortega and the El Paso Elections Administrator Department, and all that can be verified, okay? Um, I have attended a lot of city council members, maybe not in person, but I have attended them online. I have been to DC, Capitol Hill. I have been to Austin, uh, Capitol. I have met with numerous, but numerous representatives, both at the House and at the Senate, both on the Democratic Party and both of the on the Republican Party. I have always also been attacked because I run as a Democrat in 2022. Well, there's a lot that our constituents don't know that that's going to come out in the next episodes. But this episode is supposed to be like five minutes. I'm a little bit over time, but I wanted to, I wanted to let you know that, hey, minions and trolls, this is a message for you. I will not go away and I will not avoid any verbal 
nor social media conflicts. I will fight back with factual evidence every single time. And I invite you to join me on our monthly virtual Java chats in where we can go more in detail and more in depth in our conversations and debates. Our next one is actually scheduled for February 16 at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And if you go to my website, www.dmbforalpaso.com, or you go to my Facebook group, you actually find the information on the event. Now, the events are going to be broadcasted over Facebook because I want people to be able to replay them. But the individuals that actually RSVP and pay the $9.99, if you RSVP ahead of time, is actually 50% of that, you're actually going to get in the mail a free merchandise, a free campaign merchandise. So that is all for today. This is Delirious Montañez Berrios, your host with the DMB podcast. Please like, share on all your social media outlets and with your email contacts. Subscribe and I will see you all next Monday on our next episode. Now, on our next episode, we will discuss we will discuss our volunteer missing soldier, Private Richard Holiday, who has been missing since July 2020, a my October 2020 letter to former President Donald Trump. So that will be exciting. Let me know if there's a specific subject you want me to touch on by sending me a message to my website, www.dmb4elpaso.com. Join our DMB Facebook group and like our page to get the last updates on what we're working on. Have a great day, great Sunday, great weekend, and enjoy Monday in our beautiful Sun City and enjoy the rest of the week. DMB out for today. This has been the DMB podcast with Delirious Montañez Barrios, your host. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review my podcast. Until next time, be safe and truly enjoy this day as if it was your last. Live life to the fullest without any regrets. Be in control of your life and your destiny, but most importantly, do unto others as you will have them do unto you. This has been El Paso Talks, a podcast about El Paso delivered to you by the voices of your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even yourself. If you haven't already, like, subscribe and rate our podcast. El Paso Talks is produced by El Paso News. The opinions expressed are those of the individual delivering the episode and may not necessarily represent the views of El Paso News or the other podcasters on El Paso Talks. Find us at elpasonews.org. See you in the next episode.